Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Summer, or actually any holiday season, is such a delightful time, isn't it? A chance to take a break from the daily grind and enjoy life to the fullest. However, all the fun aside, we often find ourselves taking a break from our health routine too. Late nights, irregular eating habits, and indulgence becomes the norm. But when the vacation season winds down, it's time to get back on track with our health. Although it may not be easy, it's essential for our well-being. If you struggle to return to your health routine, I have a valuable lesson to share. Focus on majors. Prioritize healthy eating, exercise, and above all, quality sleep. Just one interesting fact about sleep to mention. Drinking more than two servings of alcohol per day for men and more than one serving per day for women can decrease sleep quality by 39.2%. Sleep Foundation survey reports not even mentioning all the indulgent food and late night effects. And sleep is the key to your body's rejuvenation and repair process. It controls hunger and weight loss hormones, boosts energy levels, and impacts countless other vital functions. Good night sleep will improve your well-being much more than anything else. Sleep is your major to focus on. That's why I recommend you start taking magnesium daily, but not any supplement. Get Magnesium Breakthrough by Bio-Optimizers. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. The sleep benefits are truly remarkable, and once your sleep is optimized, you'll find it much easier to tackle all the other major aspects of your health. Trust me, it's a game changer. Visit magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients and enter code justingredients10. Again, that's justingredients10 for 10% off any order. This special offer is only available at magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients. At the age of 15, Trent first dipped his toes in the water industry, then opened his first water treatment business at age 27. Then in 2017, he founded an impactful water research firm calling it Enavive, which means the original life. Now, after being fully immersed in the world of water for over 39 years, he's earned himself the nickname of the Aquaman with the superpower of being able to transform water back into its original life. His knowledge and understanding of almost every aspect of water is unique and enlightening. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I am actually really excited for our guest. It is Trent Spafford. He actually is someone that I just met recently because I was searching for a whole house water um, filter system for my house and was researching lots of different companies, found his company, met him, and now we have just had so much fun talking about water and crappy water and clean water and all the differences. So I'm excited for him to share some of this info with you guys today. So welcome to the show, Trent. Thank you so much, Carlin. It's a pleasure to be here. And we've really enjoyed uh, your association and working with you and uh, helping some of uh, your followers uh, fix their water. Well, great. I'm glad some of them have reached out to you because you guys do a great job. Um, why don't you tell my listeners before we begin talking about water, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and how you even got started in this industry? 
I think a lot of your your followers and listeners will like this because most of them are women. And I attribute my whole career and the success of what I'm doing to my mother. My dad died when I was five months old in a car wreck. And uh, so she raised my sister and I as a single mom. And she taught me to be kind of the man of the house at a very young age. And, and so she would teach me things that a man would do for his wife. And I was little Trent walking around in tow with my mother. And by the time I reached 15 years of age, I kind of knew uh, how to do that. And so one night, my mom said, hey, Trent, come on downstairs. There's a salesman coming over. Uh, and I knew what that meant, that I would stand, be next to my mom, representing being the man of the house at a young age. And so she came in, told me to come down. And, and this salesman came over to our house in Murray, Utah, and uh, presented this water softener and did a, a really interesting demonstration on the benefits of hard water and soft water. And at the end, the salesman looked at my mom and said, Mrs. Spafford, what do you think? And she turned to me and said, I don't know, Trent, what do you think? And I sat there and I was like, and I helped negotiate the sale at 15 years of age. And I looked bigger or I was, I looked older than I was. And um, the guy had no idea I was just 15 and I was a big kid. And if any of you have met me, you know, I'm kind of a large man <laughs> in stature. And so at the end of the presentation, he said, will you walk me out to my car? And I was like, Hmm, that's odd. Okay. So I walk out and he said, what do you do for work? He didn't know I was 15, but I was a bagger at a grocery store, uh, making like $3 an hour. <laughs> and he goes, do you want to make more than that? And I said, well, sure. Doing what? And he told me that he could, that I could do some marketing and advertising for this company going door to door. And so at age 15, I got on my bike and would ride out into neighborhoods and I would talk to people about hard water and soft water and, and do some marketing that way. And so that's how I first got into water was I was really young and it was really indirectly through my mother. And then you've just been involved ever since teaching others, trying to make systems that work, things like that, correct? Yeah. And so when I was 26 years old, I played a little college football and then I had a back injury and I, and I stepped out of football and got really involved with water. Now I was selling the, the water systems. And then when I was 26 years old, I started my first company, sold that company, reopened another company. And in 2017, I founded Anaviv uh, in 2017. And it's been a, a great ride ever since. Really loved it. That's awesome. We'll talk more about your company in a little bit. So we're just going to delve right into water now. And I think the listeners probably know that there's you know, not so good water out there, some better water out there. We should have clean filtered water. But I just want to start from the very beginning, the basics. And let's just tell the listeners, where does drinking water actually come from? When it comes out of the tap, where is it coming from? So it really depends on where you live in the country. But like here locally, 95% of the water in Utah comes from deep well water. A lot of people think that the water comes from the surface of the earth, and there is a little bit, but because we live in such a dry area here in the West, uh, it's deep well water. And so the water companies will drill these deep wells to pump the water up. And one city might have multiple wells, like Harriman, Harriman City right here in Salt Lake County. Uh, they have six different wells, 
And then they also share water with another municipality across the valley called uh, Utah or Jordan Valley Water District. So they will buy water from one city and they'll flip a switch. They'll send water in. And then the city that's buying that water from another municipality will mark it up and sell it to the to the end user. So it's a real commodity. A lot of water treatment plants are interconnected. And so one water source will be blended with another water source. And so it's sometimes just, sometimes once in a while, you'll have a municipality that has one well or multiple wells in a small area. So the water chemistry really is a little bit more averaged out. But Oftentimes, water chemistry can change dramatically with a flip of a switch. One well turns on, the other one shuts off, and then the water just totally changes. And that's why you'll get these big swings of quality throughout the year. Okay, so I know a lot of people think that the water just comes from the rainwater, like you said, from the surface of the earth. But if it's coming from deep down... Is that an issue if this water has been there how long, 50 years, 100 years? Is that a concern? Well, it can, it can, it's kind of a two-edged sword. Water can both cleanse and purify, but anything that the water picks up along this journey or the life of water picks it up and holds on to it. So if there's topsoil or some pollutant above it, the water will hit it. It'll absorb into the water, and then it will percolate down into the deep aquifers. And so sometimes you'll have a chemical spill or a large company put out tailings onto the soil. And when the water flows through that, those tailings from mining or just big industry steel companies, the water will absorb those toxins. And it takes years for those toxins to finally make it deep enough to where the water companies now are pumping that up in the wells And we call this the toxic tsunami. And it's kind of like a wave that's going to get much, much worse. This water is absorbing all that it can. And so the water that we're getting today fell from a cloud anywhere from 50 years to 200 years ago. And so the contaminants that were in the environment, in the air, the air pollution, the surface pollution, are just now starting to emerge into the water supplies. And I always say to people, because of this kind of diffusion of toxicity uh, taking so much time, the water you're seeing today will be the best water you'll ever see. Every year it's getting worse and worse. And that's this tsunami, this wave of toxins that are already starting to hit the water supplies. Maybe we can talk about a few of those today, but it's going to get much, much worse. It will never get better. That is so interesting. So our kids are going to get the toxins. All these new toxins that we have today are just going to go further and further down into the soil and get into their water, correct? Yeah, we inherit the pollution into the water supply from generation previous generations. Wow. That is that, correct. That is so interesting. Okay, so let's talk about this water. Is this water regulated by the cities, the state, any government? What are the regulations? Yeah, most regulation is a federal uh, federal regulations. The, the states have the power and authority to regulate whatever they want in a state's area. But usually uh, regulation is relied on the federal government. And I talk a lot about this. Um, I've done a lot of different shows 
Uh, but a lot of people don't realize that the information and the regulations that are, are really regulating our tap water happened, started back in 1974. And in 1974, you know, we were still smoking on planes and could smoke in public places. I remember uh, going to restaurants and having a non-smoking section, which was a very small section in the restaurant because, <laughs> you know, and versus the smoking section. And now that's completely gone. Nobody smokes in public buildings anymore because we've learned a lot. And yet right. today we're still relying on data and research that was really started in the 50s and 60s. And then in 1974, Congress finally, after decades of attempts, they regulated 41, only 41 toxins in water that were known to increase the rates of cancer, birth defects, neurological brain disorders, all kinds of disease. And they regulated that. But here's the crazy thing. They also studied what is the safe level of a toxin. So let's let's take arsenic. Um, arsenic is a pretty serious toxin. It's a poison. It's the number one ingredient in rat poison. And so they took rats and they said, at what level can a rat handle arsenic without any health effects? And, and as soon as they started to see the health effects of rats with arsenic, they said, okay, that's the goal level. The MCLG, it's, and you can look this up on your own water report, it's a maximum contaminant level goal. And the EPA says below that level, here's zero. And then let's say this is the goal below that level here, is considered safe. There's no known or expected risks to health, but that's not the water we get. That's the goal level. What they say is, well, that's not feasible for us to require municipalities at a federal level across the whole United States to send all Americans the goal level. Wow. It's too expensive, too expensive. So they established what they call the maximum contaminant level. So you have zero, you have the goal level, and then you have this maximum contaminant level. And uh, that's just where we start. Wow. So most people, most cities are at the maximum level rather than the goal level. Well, no. Most cities, they say, if you called up, let's say, Lehigh, um, that's where you live, Lehigh, Utah. Um, I live in Alpine, Utah. You call up any of your cities, wherever you live in America, chances are they're going to tell you, we meet or exceed all regulated toxicity. So we are under the maximum level. Mm. So they say, well, just because I'm under the maximum level doesn't mean that it's safe. It just means that you're under the maximum. Under the goal level, according to the EPA, there is no known or expected risks to health. And so just like what you preach on, on all of your information and with just ingredients, I love I love your culture and what you do is that there are a lot of toxic ingredients that are allowed in America that are banned all over the rest of the world. Why is that? Why are certain toxins allowed in food products that are known carcinogens, that are known to cause neurotoxicity, that cause um, all kinds of health issues? Why are they allowed in America's products and banned all over the rest of the globe? Well, so it is with water. Water is no different. So just because it's legal does not mean it's safe. It's legal to smoke. Right. Right? It's not safe. Maybe I shouldn't even ask this question because this could be a whole different podcast, but why do you think those toxins are allowed in America and not in other countries? Oh, I'll tell you boldly why it is. It's because the FDA and the EPA are bought and sold. They are bought by and captured by the companies that they regulate. 
And it's through lobbyists, it's through influential programs, it's through backdoor deals. There is corruption at every level of government, in my opinion. Anytime you have the ability to regulate a company, regulate a toxin, regulate an industry, well, there's some big, big money and big funders and big lobbyists that influence decisions. And that's why I, um, all this PFOA, all these forever chemicals that are now just starting to get a little popularity. I know you've commented on them. You've, you've posted about them. We've posted about them in, in some of our posts together, but they're now just starting to kind of come out. But they've known for 50 years that these toxins are in the water and it's causing irreparable harm, birth defects, nervous disorders disorders, cancer rates, these toxic forever chemicals have been really suppressed and influenced by the companies that cause the pollution, like Dow Chemical. Uh, if you watch the movie Dark Waters, uh, that is a true story. It's kind of the modern day Aaron Brockovich, um, but this attorney uh, took on Dow Chemical and DuPont, excuse me, not Dow Chemical, but DuPont. And uh, some of the things that are brought out in that true story movie is just alarming. And so now they're, it's just, it's, there's a lot of influence and a lot of pressure and the regulators are captured by the companies that are supposed to be regulated through a lot of influence and uh, power. Yeah, what I'm happy about is that more and more people are becoming aware of this issue through social media, through being educated by podcasts, things like that. People are waking up to all the toxins in our food, in our water, in our beauty supplies, things like that. But I want to ask you a question. You said only 41 toxins earlier in the show have been regulated by the government. So there's way more toxins in our water than 41. So are all those other toxins just not regulated? That's a great question. That's <laughs> that's what's so mind-boggling to me. Um, so 41 were regulated back in 1974. And then they got the, the number of those toxins up to 91. So currently there are 91 toxins that are regulated. But Carlin, there are over 85,000 toxins used in the United States all of which could end up in the water supply. Um, there are pharmaceutical drugs that are ending up in, in test water samples all over the country. Caffeine is in our tap water. Well, where does that come from? Sewage discharge. When we go to the bathroom and we discharge our own body's waste, uh, whatever's in our body goes into the environment. It doesn't vanish and poof off to Mars or Venus. It stays in the environment and that is recirculating back into the water supplies. So we're seeing Prozac in tap water that we're drinking wow. all over the country. I mean, just not not only just toxins from man-made pollutants, but the, the pharmaceutical drugs that we're ingesting. We're seeing hormones in tap water. We're seeing birth control medicine in tap water all over the country. Wow. So it's a real issue that's going to continue to get worse. This is that toxic tsunami that is far worse than I think I even understand. And this is what I study. I research and study this kind of stuff. Talking about those 85,000 chemicals, just so people know, in the last like 50 to 60 years, there have been 85,000 or so new chemicals introduced to companies to use, and only 1% of those have been tested for their safety. And so, like you said, that's a lot of chemicals entering into our water. So now talking about these chemicals and pollutants and things that are in our water, what are the health concerns though it like people will tell me like yeah so should i really be concerned are these really affecting people are they affecting the kids 
I mean, what's your thought on this? Well, this is this is where I lose sleep at night. This is a compounding effect. It isn't just one toxin. And, and by the way, each one of these toxins, the 91 regulated toxins, they're individually studied. But there's no research on the compounding effect of multiple toxins ingested at once. And so it's kind of a soup mix, if you will, of toxicity in the water supply. So let me say this too, for the amount of water that a water treatment plant makes in a day, they do a phenomenal job at what they're supposed to do. I mean, we're not dying of typhoid and cholera, you know, in America's water supplies anymore. So I'm, I don't want to make it sound like that you, we might as well just drink from the Jordan River or go to the lake and drink the water. There would be other issues there. So we're blessed to have tap water and they actually regulate water at different qualities. So raw water is straight out of a well, straight out of a river, straight out of a lake. It's raw. That's what they call it at the water treatment plants, raw water. They take it up one grade of what to, to one grade, just one grade up, and they call that utility grade water. And so they do a good job at that, right? Um, and then they pressurize the water and we turn on our tap and we're so blessed to be able to take a shower with pressure and turn on a faucet. And for the most part, you know, we don't have green bugs and floaties in our in our tap water. So we're lucky to have that. You know, we really are. But there are things far, far smaller that are in the water supply that the water treatment plants are not required at all to even address. Like they're not even required to test for chromium-6. And that's the whole Aaron Brockovich chemical that made that movie so famous with Julia Roberts back in the late 90s. So they don't, they, they don't even have to test for so many known toxins. They only, they're only required to test 91 and chromium-6 is not even on that list yet. Why? Why is that? Tell my listeners, if they haven't seen the movie, what chromium-6 is or its concern. So chromium-6 comes from cooling towers, from power plants, uh, steel companies. When they take steel and it's molten red hot, they use water to cool that off. And the byproduct of that into this these cooling towers is chromium-6. And then if that, those, those toxins are just put into a lake, flushed down the river, if they're caught in smelters, then they are disposed of improperly in these, this, this toxin chromium-6 eventually works its way deep into the water supply. And so in Hinkley, California, you had people suddenly, all this whole community suddenly starting getting cancer, birth effects, neurological brain disorders, spinal bifida, some very serious health issues, and they ended up directly linking it to this chromium-6. And so it's, it's a really wicked toxin. And by the way, every municipality in Salt Lake County and Utah County, there are 18 water treatment facilities in Salt Lake County. And this is true all over the country. So if you're wherever you're at, we can help you see what's going on in your water if you contact us. But every single one of them have tested positive for chromium-6. Wow. Every single one of them. I mean, there's a beautiful, like I'm looking up the mountains right here out my window, beautiful scenery out here. We live in a beautiful area of, of the country and up, up even higher in the mountains is a little city called Heber City, Utah. It's right at the base of the UNA, uh, the UNA uh, National Forest. It's just gorgeous. And they're testing positive for chromium-6 at really, really high levels, the highest I've ever seen in Utah, in Heber City, Utah. You wouldn't think that this pristine little community, there's no big, big city 
you know, industry up there. There's a little bit, but they've got really high Chrome 6. And so you just never know how it's, where it's coming from. And it's, it's kind of hard to prove all that, but that's just, just Chromium 6 alone. That is really mind boggling. Okay. So do you have, let's say maybe like top five contaminants that are a concern to you in the water? What are your biggest concerns of contaminants? Well, the, the biggest one is the biggest unknown, and that's the the mixing of toxins. There's no research on that. We are flying blind, and that needs to happen. The mixture of toxicity is the biggest one. So the, the biggest threat is the combination of toxins, and not only from water, but also from like what you promote with just ingredients of the the chemical and additives that get into the body in our food supply, you know, in the products we put on our skin and on our hair. And I love what you are doing uh, with education about that. It's it's monumental. It really is. And you're leading the the cause on that. So Thank you. you. It's, it's com- yeah, absolutely. But it really is this combination. We're getting hit you know, I played football and if I was running the, if I was running the football, we're just getting hit all over the place. And yet we try to keep moving forward. But if it was one toxin in the water supply, number one would probably be fluoride. Hmm. Fluoride would be number one. Arsenic would be number two and lead would be on the top five. So chromium six would be up there, but my goodness, uh, PFOA definitely would be in the top five. So lead, arsenic, fluoride, chromium-6, PFOA. Do you think most water throughout the entire U.S., people would find these contaminants in their water or these pretty much stripped out of our drinking water? Well, they found chromium-6 in 26 million Americans' tap water. Wow, that's a lot. 26 million. And there are only like 330 million people in America. So it depends on where you live, you know, and it depends on your water source. But pretty much if you live in any kind of a, 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 a city, a suburb, you never know where the toxins are coming from. You might think you've got this pristine private well and that your water is well water. Well, people in Hinkley, California, this little community, their water was pristine for years and suddenly people started dying because chromium-6 finally migrated. It's a toxic tsunami and it finally hits the water supply. So, but there's another one. I got to put this on the list. Trihalomethane. Oh, you were telling me about this one last time we talked. Tell them about this one. I thought this was interesting. Yeah. And, and, and for your listeners too, the people who are watching this, the good news is we know how to mitigate these toxins. At Enaviv, we've studied not only what's in the water, like if this is a water droplet, we look at the toxins in the water and say, hmm, well, this is at this level and this one is at this level. And, and so we d- kind of dissect what's in the water, but then we apply the different types of media to the water and the different media can remove different toxins. One media doesn't do it all. Not one filter does everything. So we have put together these protocols. With trihalomethane, this is pretty uh, sinister in my opinion. If your water has chlorine added in water treatment plants all across the country, all across America since 1896, that's when they started chlorinating water. When they add chlorine to the water for a hundred years, they had no idea. They were oblivious to this research that these, the chlorine created disinfection byproducts. They use chlorine, they use ammonia, 
also to disinfect our tap water so that we don't die from typhoid and cholera. And that takes it from that raw grade raw water to a utility grade water, low grade water. They did not know that hundreds of new toxins were created when they added chlorine. Mm. And so when they finally discovered it, they started researching, what do these chemicals do? And they find that they're very carcinogenic and the EPA is now regulating. And by the way, trihalomethane was the last regulated toxin that was regulated by Congress in 1996. Since 1996, nothing has been regulated. No new regulations wow. have happened. So there's really nobody looking out for you. You, you need to take matters into your own hands. And let me, let me say one thing also. I've been very impressed, Carlin, with your listeners, with people that follow you. The influence that you have had is tremendous. And what I find is that most of the people that have reached out to us, well, the vast majority are women. And these women are empowered. And I'm just, I'm so, I've been so impressed by how, these women and mothers, they take matters into their own hands. Like you, you finally decided, by golly, I got to take matters into my own hands. I can't listen to the traditional doctors and the traditional ways of treating symptoms of problems. And I have found that in talking personally and dealing with uh, these mostly women, they are leaders in their families. And I and then I see, <laughs> I see some of these their husbands, oh, I used to, I just drink water from a hose and you know, I did, oh, it doesn't matter, water's water, but, but it does matter. It really does. And so uh, I just commend you once again for being kind of the tip of the sword and slaying the dragon on some of these myths about, oh, everything's fine in all the products and tap water. I love what you've done with us. It's made a big difference in, in what we do. So I'm just I'm just really impressed with your listeners. I wanted to make sure to include that. Well, I want to say good job to those women out there. They're just trying to, like you said, learn, learn what's best out there. A lot of things were kept hush-hush for years, and I think everybody's awakening to this. They're seeing cancer rise. They're seeing autoimmune issues rise, anxiety, depression, infertility, you know, migraines, joint pain, chronic fatigue. I mean, you name it, they're seeing it from their family members, their neighbors, community members. And I think people are like, what is happening? And I think we're sort of getting to a point of enough is enough. Let's talk about this. Let's find out what we're putting in our body. Let's put things in our body that nourish ourselves and let's ask questions. I'm always like, you know, what? I never preach only Western medicine or only Eastern medicine. I always am like, ask, ask questions. Let's take the best from both worlds. And so it's the same with the water. Like let's educate ourselves about this. Let's actually find out what's going on. We are blessed, like you said, to have tap water here in America, but maybe there's actually a little bit of a better choice. Let's learn about it and be empowered to make those better choices. And so Thank you for saying that, but I also want to say thank you to the listeners who are trying to make these better choices for the health of themselves and their family. Back to this trihalomethane. They discovered it back in the late 80s, and then it was regulated finally. It took six years for trihalomethanes, and there's really nine chemicals that they kind of lump all together in what they call THMs. And you can look at your water report from your city. You can go to their website, your city's water treatment, water report, and you can look at this. You can look at the THM levels. So when they started studying this, they said, okay, what's the goal level? Here's zero. How much can we be exposed to before we start to see disease? And they set the MCLG, the goal level of trihalomethane at zero. It's oh, wow. zero. Wow. 
But somehow they said, well, it's going to be legal under 80, 80 parts per billion. Zero is safe. 80 is the maximum. Zero is the goal. And so then they said, well, we're going to make it easier on water treatment facilities. We're going to make it so you only have to test four days a year, four oh, days wow. out of the year. Oh, it gets easier. Then if let's say here's 80, let's say this is the level of 80. Let's say one test score was 150. Another one was 120. And then another one was zero. And another one was 60. They can average those four scores. Mm -hmm. And if the average of all the scores are just below 80, that's considered legal. Wow. So how did this happen? Like it blows my mind, but it's the, remember chlorine, creates trihalomethane. Chlorine does. But what's the concern with trihalomethane? Is it a concern for us? Well, from EPA, they say that it increases the rates of miscarriages, birth defects, cancer rates, neurological brain disorders, all forms of cancer. And that's nearly a direct quote from the EPA. Wow. That's why it's regulated. It's pretty nasty. That's why we need so, to know about this and it's not being talked about. No. So trihalomethane in, in 2005, the EPA considered lowering it from 80 parts to 40. They were going to cut it in half. They considered well, what would happen if we did drop it from 80 to 40. And all they studied was bladder cancer. They didn't look at miscarriages and all forms of cancer. They just said, let's look at the result. What would happen if we dropped it to 40? And they concluded that it would save 1,300 cancer patients from getting bladder cancer every year. Wow. 1,300 a year. And it would save the U.S. economy between like $2.7 billion and $7 billion in treatment. So in my mind, I don't know, call me crazy. That's a good thing. That's a benefit for America. That's the EPA should have made that ruling. Yes, let's let's cut it from 80 to 40. Right. Hey, that's a good enough call for me. I'll, I'll make that decision. And they elected not to make the change. They left it at 80 wow. despite that research. Wow. Why? Why, why, why? Well, to get, or to get trihalomethane down, they would have to reduce chlorine use. And chlorine is a multi-billion dollar a year business in America. And that one is Dow Chemical. So that in 2005, the EPA, Congress was, is no longer regulating toxicity or, or these, these uh, guidelines of regulation. It's now a small group in the EPA. And so they're highly influenced by big companies that have a lot of influence and control. And they, they made that ruling. Now, nah, let's leave it at 80. But the cool thing is, it's really easy to get it out of the water in your home. Wow, that is so infuriating hearing stuff like that. And it's actually one of the reasons I started my platform because I was like, okay, this info out there is so frustrating, but I'm never going to be able to fight, you know, big EPA agencies, things like that. So I can teach people individually. So everyone listening, we all have an option though. There are things we can do. One, we can go check our city's water info, right? Trent? Actually tell them, how would somebody listening to this podcast, how would they go check what is actually in their water? Well, I, I find that the best thing to do would be to help let us meet with you on a Zoom call, a brief meeting, not a sales call, just an education call, and let us show you and kind of how to decipher this water report. They're very confusing. And I think they do that by design. I know that if you go to like lehighcity.gov, 
and you look at their annual water reports, they all look like fruit juice brochures, like fruit fruit drinks. <laughs> One of them, it's, it's, it's watermelon water and lemon water. And it, they make it look like everything is fine. But arsenic levels in Lehigh are off the chart. Wow. They're, it's incredible. Um, but it's below 10. It's like right at seven parts per billion. And that's really, really, really too high. I would say if you do go to look at a water report, it's going to be very confusing for the most part, because most people just like there's like a column on the water report that says violation, yes or no. So most people look at that and go, no, 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 no. Oh, my water's fine. But there's right. more to the story than just looking at that. So another great resource is environmentalworkinggroup.org. You can go to ewg.org forward slash tap water, and you can punch that in and put in your zip code, and it'll show you kind of a comparison between old regulation, what EWG, and I know you promote EWG, Environmental Working Group, they're awesome. And you can look at what's kind of a comparison. What What is your water compared to the national standards compared to what's really safe? So that's a good source. We've got a lot of resources at Um, but we represent you. We don't represent a water filter. Uh, so we're neutral in that regard. Okay, so these people listening, they can first go check their city's website. They can go to EWG, things like that. But then there are amazing water filter systems out there, right? Okay. For instance, my son just moved into a dorm last night for college. I can't put a water filter system in his dorm, but he took like a clearly filtered pitcher that gets rid of a lot of toxins and that's a good place to start for him. So people that are just starting, you can start with that. And then there's everything from the price of that pitcher of a hundred dollars all the way to thousands of dollars for a whole water um, house filtration system. So where do you suggest people start? What do they look for? Under the right circumstances, using your sock is considered a filter. And I would use my sock and that would be better than maybe and pouring water through a sock and drinking the water under the right conditions. So anything is better than nothing. Okay, first of all, Upgrading that low-grade utility water from that grade of water to a higher grade, anything is better than nothing. Fridge filters, countertop filters, there's a variety of products, but a lot of them, like Berkey, for instance. Berkey is a countertop filter. It's pretty expensive. It's stainless steel. I like that but it's a glorified carbon filter. They're a marketing company, first of all. They're a great marketing company, uh, but they've really kind of misrepresented what that Berkey filter actually does and doesn't do. And that's what we study is we study not only what's in the water, but what are the best filters to use under the right circumstances. So there's a really great filter called Zero. That's a great filter and it does a really good job of purifying water. Z-E-R-O is great. Uh, Berkey is great compared to tap water. It does do a lot of good things. Where possible, uh, we highly recommend either distilled water or reverse osmosis water. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. And usually it comes from the manufacturing or the marketing company that is promoting a filter will either throw mud at one product to make theirs look better um, and so I've, I've seen a lot of misinformation out there too about what water is good. Is it alkaline water? Is distilled water? It's going to kill you. It's going to leach the mineral from your bones, you know, mineral water. We've kind of sorted through all that malarkey. Uh, and again, we represent you, not one brand. 
we're not married to one product, so we're not throwing mud at other products to make ours look better. So we're really neutral when it comes to that. Well, let's talk about distilled water and reverse osmosis because my listeners all the time are like, oh, if I do that, though, I've got to add back the minerals, right? What are your thoughts on that? Well, the question would be, if there were good minerals in the water that the body could actually absorb, do you want to leave those in and leave in chromium-6 just to leave a healthy mineral? I would rather purify out all the garbage through distillation or reverse osmosis and then restructure the water, add some healthy mineral that is good and healthy and wholesome versus, oh, let's just use a Berkey filter because they promote, oh, we leave all the minerals in the water, right? So again, there's so much information out there, but we recommend purifying out, getting all the toxins out you possibly can. And the best method to that is distilled water. And then the next one just behind that one would be a reverse osmosis system. And so you can drink that water. And believe me, I've heard it said, oh, it'll demineralize your bones. It'll cause you to have brittle bones. And that is completely not, that's complete nonsense. Uh, and, and the other thing too is most of the mineral that the body can use and break down, it has to be oxidized. You have to have oxidized mineral for it to be absorbed by the body. It's organic. Most of the mineral that is in like hard water is inorganic calcium and magnesium. And that's good for the body, yes, but it's not absorbed by the body because it hasn't been oxidized by a plant. So we get most of our mineral from the food uh, that's been oxidized. The mineral's been oxidized. So like when you take a bite of an orange, you know, and it's just juicy orange and one bite of an orange will give you more absorbable mineral than a hundred gallons of tap water swallowed in one gulp. You get it from fruit, you get it from vegetables, even meat. Meat has a lot of mineral in it. So when when the cow or the deer or the elk or whatever eats the grass, it's been oxidized, the body can break it down and absorb it into the tissue. And so when you even when you eat meat, you're getting mineral. This mineral water, you don't want to leave the minerals in and then not be able to get out arsenic. Right. You got to go all the way. Right. All the way. And people and then need restructure the water. Right. And people need to remember that they do get minerals from foods as well. Okay. Talking about all these contaminants that are in tap water, this is random, but you know what sort of concerns me, Trent, is I will see new moms making baby bottles with the formula and tap water. Is this a concern? Obviously it is. If you've just talked about all those contaminants that are in tap water. Yeah. So, you know, with if imagine if you bought formula and you're walking down the baby aisle and you got it one one brand of formula that says you know like just ingredients your products are just those wholesome good ingredients let's say your product was there or baby formula and it had no bad toxins and right next to it was a brand that said all the same ingredients side by side but there's a little asterisk at the bottom of this one label that says this product contains fluoride heavy metals lead Uh, chemicals that cause neurotoxicity, uh, fluoride, arsenic, and chromium-6. The mother would go, holy cow, no way I'm going to use this product. I'm going to buy the good stuff and pay a little bit more. You're willing to do that. But then you take that that good product home and you dilute it with water that contains fluoride, lead, arsenic, heavy metals, chromium-6. You might as well have just not bought the good stuff and bought the garbage. 
And so you can't, yeah, I mean, you can't expect, you know, health by just buying a product and then diluting it like with baby formula or protein. Like I love your protein. I I consume it every day. Thank you. But I also have, yeah, I have purified water. I love your electrolytes, your electrolytes and your flavored water, the mango one. I'm drinking it right here, right there. Oh, awesome. I love it. It smells good. It, it tastes good. And so why would I buy these great products and then go home and mix it in with arsenic? That's insane. So purifying your water, it, it goes hand in hand, you know, just ingredients, just water. And Enaviv means the original life. In Enaviv, what we say is that it's the original way of living a healthy life. And that's what we're trying to get people back to. And to me, it all starts with water. You got to have good water and then have healthy ingredients that you, you mix in with the water. Such a good thought. So talking about filters in your home and things like that, every time I talk about filters, people always say, well, I have a filter on my fridge, so and we only do our drinking water from the fridge, so isn't that good enough? Thoughts on that? It's better than nothing, yes. Now that said, a fridge filter doesn't do very much at all, but it's better, it's the sock. It's, it's better than nothing if you are in the wilderness and I gotta pour my water through a sock to get you know chunks of leaves out of the mm-hmm. water, I'll use my sock. So it's a good question, I get it all the time. There's so many different types of filters out there, different brands, different looks. Most systems are all basically the same. They put a little lipstick and rouge on the outside of it, and then they market the heck out of it. What we do is we look at the media, different types of media, and a media is what is inside the tank, inside the filter housing. Coconut shell media, you can do full house filtration. We would recommend the first thing to do, if you're at all able, is to stop absorbing trihalomethane through the skin every shower. It's not about drinking the water. It's about absorbing these chemicals and in inhaling them. And there's been so much research and studies done on how we absorb chemicals through the skin, like a nicotine patch. You put the nicotine patch on the skin, the nicotine goes through the skin into the blood and it bypasses digestion or your lungs. We absorb a lot of things in the shower. So it doesn't matter if you're drinking a fridge water filter and then taking a shower and absorbing those chemicals that the fridge filter took out. So we really highly recommend a full house carbon filtration. And we have a great system that does that. It's very affordable. And that would be step one for the whole house. Okay. So question about that because, well, actually let's talk about the fridge filter really quick than the shower and bath. The fridge filter, I have studied and researched a few things about it. And most fridge filters that I researched said that they only get rid of like nine to 13 different toxins in the water. And so yeah. some of these pitchers, water pitchers that you can buy, they'll get rid of like 360 different toxins. And so when you compare those two, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I see why it's better than nothing, but we can do better than that. But now talking about um, the showers and the baths, because social media, TikTok, my 17-year-old is on TikTok all the time, and it is so trendy right now to have um, shower head filters. And so if people can't afford a whole house system right away, do you recommend these shower head filters or 
again, it's really not doing much. Yes, absolutely we do. Like if you're renting an apartment, what do you do? If you don't own your home and you don't have access to the plumbing in your apartment or a condo, you know, what do you do? Absolutely shower head filters are phenomenal, way better than nothing. We have a variety of those that we offer that we've done a lot of independent research on as well. So we have those available. Uh, that we can kind of steer you in the right direction, whether it's you get them from us or somewhere else. And then for the house water, there's certain things you want to do. For drinking water, there's different, you know, ways to filter the water. And we've researched all of those methods. And we're not, again, we're not married to one brand. So we represent you and then we find and and pair you up with the best solutions. You know what? I actually need to talk to you about um, showerhead filters because as we're talking... Like I said, I took my son to college last night and he went with a good picture, but his shower is just the apartment shower. So I need to talk to you about that. But like you said, you have lots of different things that you offer. And so you're a great resource for people. But I do have one question as we're sort of wrapping up here, because I know my listeners will be like, you did not ask this question and we need this question. I know they're going to ask about fluoride. And we didn't touch upon that when we were talking about contaminants. So should fluoride be a concern if it is in their water? Because I know every city is different. Some cities it's uh, mandated and other cities don't have fluoride. So thoughts on that? We could do do a whole show and I've done, I just recently did a podcast uh, with a, a local influencer here just specifically on fluoride. And fluoride, absolutely, you should be concerned about fluoride. It's a neurotoxin. Uh, it's bioaccumulative in the body, so it's not about just drinking one glass of it. And, and the, uh, the, the type of fluoride that they're dripping into our tap water at the municipal level, it's called hydrofluoral salicylic acid. And it, on, the, on the actual label, uh, it says that there is a warning label on the big containers because they have to ship it into the municipalities on ta- in tankers. And there's warning labels, do not take internally, warning highly toxic. You have to have hazmat suits on to handle it. And this is the fluoride that they're dripping into our tap water supplies to supposedly help reduce tooth decay at the expense of our brain. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I just believe there's over 30 human studies that shows that it causes brain damage. There's over a hundred animal studies that prove that it causes brain damage. It causes dental fluorosis. And you see this on, on people's teeth and you wonder, man, why didn't they brush their teeth when they were younger? And it had no, nothing to do with brushing their teeth. It's that when they were little, they were overexposed to fluoride. It got into their blood. The blood carried the fluoride to the teeth as they were you know, developing in their adult teeth and it scarred and it, it actually malforms the teeth as they're growing adult teeth. And so, and if it's happening on your teeth here, what about here? What about hips? What about your back? And it happens all over on your skeletal system. So fluoride is really kind of this, some people are like, don't talk to me about fluoride. You know, it's, it's the best advancement in uh, human health since the, you know, the dark ages. And it absolutely is not true. And, and I'll, I'll just say this. I think that 
that what you're doing with telling the truth is phenomenal about these products, these ingredients that are harmful. Fluoride is on the list, 100%. And, and I believe that water, if you put truth into water, it will float. Truth floats. And I and I'm actually started writing a book and the title of that book is called Truth Floats. And, and water is an amazing element because if given any buoyancy, eventually it'll work its way up to the top. And like-minded people, when we're just willing to look at the truth, look at what's floating to the top. I'm not forcing it to float to the top, but what floats to the top is truth. And I believe the opposite is true with lies. They sink, but truth will float. And so when we're up there, people like you uh, and, and you run in this circle of, you know, health practitioners, of people that are health minded, um, we just have to be honest and tell the truth and it'll float to the top. And that's what's really attracted you and I together in, in why I'm on this podcast. So, but I have a question for you that I wanted to ask you before oh, we go. Sounds good. What is it? What interest, why did you take the interest in Enaviv and what was it that made us different? That's a good question. So one, I love that you had done all the research that you had tested lots of different um, water systems out there. You had told me, you know, about different ones like you did on this show. You know, these are good for this. These aren't good for this. So I like that you had done all your research and that it wasn't just always your brand. You were willing to talk about all the other ones, the pros, the cons. And, um, but I also like the media that you use in your filtration systems. I love that it's coconut shells, that it's completely non-toxic. There's nothing of concern. So I loved that. I love that it could do the whole house. I love that it wasn't a water softener per se, like so many out there, just a water softener. And then they say, well, this also helps your water and filters your water. So I like that you didn't do that. There's lots of things, Trent, but you guys do a great job. And with that, though, let's tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can get more research and resources from you. Because as we said earlier, this show is not to scare people. It never is. It's purely to educate people and then say, look, you have the choice to do better. You can use a sock if you want. You can use the fridge filter or you can buy a pitcher that does a little bit more or you can come to Enaviv and get your sink water, just your tap water in your kitchen filtered, or you can do the whole house. Um, there's so many options out there. So we just want to educate you and inform you of all these things that can empower you. And so Trent, tell them where they can find you. E-N-E-V-I-V-E, Enaviv.com. That is a great place where you can go. You can contact us there. Um, we've had some issues with our phone system. So um, some of your listeners may have already tried to reach out. And if we haven't reached out to you, Please keep trying. We're doing our best. Um, but we've also, we've got some new systems in place, but you can text us uh, from our website. You can drop us an email. Uh, you can go to support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at nav.com. Send us a direct email. Uh, but really the best place would be to go to our website and or Instagram um, through Just Ingredients. You can reach out to us uh, through there. You can follow us at Enaviv Water uh, at, on Instagram and reach out to us and message us through Instagram as well. Thank you so much, Trent, for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. There's so many questions I didn't even ask you. So much about water that we could still talk about, but we're going to wrap it up. But I always end my podcast with asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient in life. What would you say it is? Well, you, you know, you might think water. I was right? going to say, I thought you might say that. Yeah, but actually 
I would say really the best ingredient is having an open mind, mm. not thinking that you've figured everything out. Uh, people don't know what they don't know until they know it. And uh, that's what we help people do is just to know the truth, be open, be receptive to truth, follow your gut. And uh, to me, that's really led me in my life. It's led me always when I follow my instinct, when I follow that truth, when I follow that intuition or the spirit or the Holy Ghost or whatever you want to call it, uh, be open to that. And uh, that's to me the best ingredient uh, that I could ever share with anybody else. I love that. That is so good. It's true. If you just are closed minded, then how do we learn? And there's so much learning to do here on this earth. And so we just need to keep learning every day. And from that educating, grow from it. And so thank you for that. Thank you again for being here today. Um, You guys, I know you're going to have so many questions about your city's water, the water in your home. So Enaviv is an awesome resource. Call them, text them, DM them. And they will get back to you and answer your questions and do better for your house. And that's all that we're about is just doing better for you, your family, your household. And so thank you, Trent, for being on this mission as well. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Carlin. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.